If you are a tattooer and you don't work tattoo conventions or you haven't even attended one yet, you may be holding your career back. And in this episode, we're going to tell you why. Welcome back to the No Filters Tattoo Podcast. I'm Lartez, and we got Bryson and Theo over here. What's up, y'all? Um, oh, now yeah. go ahead. Oh, well, I just want to say quick thank you to everybody that watched the first episode because, man, that was a lot of work. We've been talking about doing it for a long time, and we finally just got it out there. So uh, we appreciate y'all for supporting. And, you know, we're, we're working on a product each episode. We're learning, too. This is all new to us, so uh, just Stay tuned, and we promise you we're going to make it better and better each time. So thank y'all. Thank you again. Thank you. After he just stole the light. Hey, he was in the middle of the intro, man. He just. Oh, my bad, my bad. That's immediately. That was the light skin thing. Yeah, no. He said, second thought. Back to me. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's okay. All right, man. So this episode is episode two. We're titling it Tattoo Conventions. Are they worth it? So I feel like this episode is, is timed pretty well. So it's December while we're recording, right? This time of year, I would say most tattooers who do tattoo conventions usually want to start setting up their conventions around this time of the year because, um, you know, everything kind of starts in January. So you want to start putting those deposits in for those booths, setting up your hotels, all that good stuff right around this time. So basically, this is why I feel like we should talk about tattoo conventions because a lot of artists don't do tattoo conventions. Uh, why do y'all think that so? Uh, I think most of the time people are like afraid and I know a, a lot of it's like anxiety, you know, a lot of people in one little area, um, especially us being artists, we can't tend to be a little uh, sensitive about our artwork. So any other artist that's like over your shoulder looking, it's like, oh, please don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, no, so that's I, true. I think that's a, a good part of it. Um, what do you think, Bryce? What type of you? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do tattoo artists don't work or even like attend tattoo conventions, even though you know, they've been in their career for some years now? Uh, probably uh, some artists, they're pretty much really skilled at just probably working in a station where they're comfortable at. But it does uh, put a hindrance on uh, networking and um, actually expanding a little bit more. Yeah. Um, some... Some are like very highly introverted, but some people always forget it's still a business. And in order for your business to expand, you have to broaden your horizon. No, that's a good point. Um, to kind of add on to what y'all are saying, I, I do think a lot of it comes from artists having fear, like fear of rejection, fear of failure, um, or even like taking a financial loss. Do you think it would be a fear of be, them being around their peers too? That too, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you – all the artists that you look up to, you know, you your question like, am I heroes good type stuff? Yeah, like yeah. am I afraid they be like an asshole or something? Yeah, that too. Like, yeah, you don't want to meet someone you look up to and they turn out to be a major asshole. Um, you know, it, it does happen. Like, I'm not gonna say tattoo conventions are all perfect and you always have a good time because you, you're gonna have some some bad experiences at conventions. But overall, I do think doing tattoo conventions could be vital to a, a tattoo artist's career. Um, me personally, and, and y'all can add into like tattoo conventions that basically helped jump, like jumped me in my career. Uh, really, when did you really start the, uh, doing conventions? My first tattoo convention was 2015. It was in Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Florida. It was this. Uh, oh, was your first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, 
Yeah, I was working on this back before I even uh, would go to Anchor. I was working with this another artist who was at Ink Factory, and he was like a tattoo convention um, veteran. Mm-hmm. And basically, man, he told me, man, yeah, let, let's just do it. Like, um, just come to me with this just show. Travel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, at that time I wasn't nowhere near as good. I wouldn't even say I was good back then. I was just still just trying to get decent. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely was nervous and um, felt like, man, do I belong? But you know, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. How, just, how would you? How did you set up? How did you plan to set up your booth, like, as your first experience? Um, like, to say, hey, my booth. How did you uh, try to stand out for your first time? To be honest, I mean, I don't know if I was trying to necessarily stand out. More so just fit in. <laughs> that was uh, my mm-hmm. main goal. So, basically, I just... Just blend in with the environment? Yeah, just had a nice portfolio, printed out my, my tattoo pictures, like, 8x11s. 8x11? Um, yeah, nice and big. Like, I always thought, like... Laminated a, or... Like, in a... Um, yeah, kind of like a l- nice little binder that had like a little uh, laminated kind of thing on it. I don't know what you call them, like a portfolio, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that and uh, basically having like some flash designs. Mm. Uh, we brought some flash books, stuff like that. Got our banners. You think uh, it's a high chance for you to do flash designs at a tattoo convention sometime? Yeah, no, I definitely think like if you, especially if you don't have like appointments already, mm-hmm. you should definitely have some flash designs because that that draws in people. Because a lot of times people go to tattoo conventions, they know they want a tattoo, but they don't know what they want. Yeah. And, you know, they're just going to people's tables and seeing what kind of designs they got. So mm-hmm. if you got something catchy, you know, if, if you're into anime or if you're into traditional, whatever style you're into, just just draw up some quick flash and from all, like, different sizes and price points mm-hmm. and just put it out there. You'd be surprised, like, how many people you'll get just from doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kind of like uh, you have, like, open conventions where it's just, like, you're at this location, or then you have like specific conventions, like let's say Harry Potter video games. Yeah, yeah, I would like say that. yeah. You you got like most tattoo conventions are kind of like just general tattoo conventions. They're not yeah. like a theme, but then you do have like theme tattoo conventions now, mm-hmm. um, like the Anime Incon video mm-hmm. game tattoo convention. Mm-hmm. Um, they got horror tattoo conventions, yeah, stuff like yeah, yeah, Spooky Fest. So there's there's a lot of different um, types of tattoo conventions that we'll definitely get into all of that. Uh, later in this podcast, but what if they had a micro tattoo? Ah, uh, no, no, I wouldn't be there. <laughs> hell no, um, I hate micro tattoos. Yeah, Christian, yeah, yeah. Now, what if they had a cyber sigilism convention? My boy Bryson. Yeah, cyber king. Don't be humble on this podcast. It's the cyber king right there. If y'all know, if y'all need any cyber sigilism, it's the fresh, yeah, fresh new hot style. It looks like tribal, but without bones. You, you, you'll get it when you see it. He got you. <laughs> All right, so anyways, let's get into, like, the meat of this episode, right? So, basically, I think there's major benefits to, to doing these tattoo conventions. And I just want to break it down into easy points for people to kind of take in and, and realize. And then we can expand upon those as we go. But the first major benefit, I think, of doing tattoo conventions, this one isn't as obvious as some of the other ones. But I really want to talk about it because I feel like a lot of people don't realize it's a benefit until they do it. But tattoo conventions should humble you and should light a fire in you as a tattoo artist. Uh, do y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I like get when we went to New York. Yeah, oh, yeah, we definitely. We thought we was doing something until we was on that first yeah. floor. It was like, oh, yeah. oh we the scrubs. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all a story about the New York tattoo convention a little bit. This is this is definitely the most humbling tattoo experience that we didn't have, but in a good way. But... uh. In general, no, nah, I mean for, for now at least. <laughs> but, was, but uh, so how do you? I want to say like, how do y'all think 
tattoo conventions can humble you in, in a good way though. Yeah. Oh, you, automatically you find a lot of artists that um are better than you. Just right. Straight up. Um, There's and it gives you an opportunity to, to actually like go up to them, talk to them, or even if you don't talk to them, like watch them actually work. Especially if you already follow them anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I wonder how you do this. Well, here's your opportunity. Just watch this man tattoo or lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I see it is, some tattoo conventions. Uh, I see it as a low key seminar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some people might look at photos of tattoo designs on any social media platform and be like, ah, they probably didn't feel. Nah, it, it's some that it looks exactly. Sometimes it's better in better. person. And better, yeah, better in yeah. person, like yeah, a lot of like sometimes a mm-hmm. camera can't do it no justice. Nah, like I know a lot of us tattoo artists, we like to hate sometimes on these like big name artists because we we see. I mean, we don't hate, but like you know, in general, sometimes like before you, yeah, before you see it in person, yeah, you like to be like, ah, oh, nah, that's just all Photoshop. That's all CPL lens. Their tattoos don't really look like that. And yeah, maybe it's a little bit of editing or CPL magic. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, a lot of these elite. Big name tattooers. Loki don't need it. Yeah, like their tattoos look amazing in person. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta see it, and once you see it, you be like, all right, nah, I'm just, I need to step up. Yeah. This mm-hmm. shit is a whole different level, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people just, they just get stuck being comfortable. It's like it's it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I said, some people, some people want to be the uh, local artist, city yeah. artist, town artist, be the man in their city, yeah, or or lady in their city, Who right? City this is? Man, it's our city, bro. I'm tired of this. It's, it's our city. One, bro. one, one day we're gonna have on this episode. He gonna have a different answer. Right, right. I mean, shit. They gonna have to show me something, there, right? But uh, anyways, you gonna get them flowers. <laughs> flowers yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, artists get comfortable. They don't, you know. It's easy. You get your followers. Now, do you think it's a hassle for uh, artists to move their stuff? And it's kind of like they have the mindset it's more labor to move stuff to a convention. Yeah. That's just a personal preference. Yeah. yeah. Some, some artists just yeah, yeah. lazy. They don't, they don't want to come like, to conventions. Realistically, I mean, as long as you take the bare essentials, you should be fine. And yeah. Some people don't even want to do that. So Yeah. Honestly, that'd be good. We can kind of go over, like, towards the end, like, the your first convention kind of set. For the people who haven't done tattoo conventions, right? Take matter your power fact, supply. Yeah, let's, before we even get any further, like, let's... Let's talk about tattoo conventions to people who may not even, you know, let's say viewers, listeners, our clients, or beginning tattooers, they don't really know much about tattoo conventions, mm. right? So, like, you, you do not have to pack convention? your whole home to go to the tattoo convention. No, nah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do it anyway for your first time, but trust me, you don't need all that stuff. No, you but, don't. all right, so explain, explain to people who don't know what a tattoo convention is in, like, layman's terms. Shoot, if I could try. A tattoo convention is pretty much a convention where you do tattoos. Um, it's a, I kind of look at tattoo conventions as like, kind of like a tattoo artist meetup. Um, all like car shows and yeah, like car shows and right. stuff like that. Uh, people who actually just really like tattoos. Like um, how many artists usually like will be in one convention? Like an average convention. convention. That depends on the convention. You can have an open convention or, uh, more kind of like exclusive ones where it's more exclusive right. and yeah. you have to be invited to. I prefer those to be honest with you. Okay. But, so, why do you prefer those? Here? What's Shoot. the difference? What's yeah. the difference? Quality. Quality, Qual- quality of tattoo artists? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, artists it's definitely a difference. Like, yeah. Like, and it's, it's no shade. I think, to like, I think for open yeah. conventions, it's a good way for artists who's starting yeah. to yeah. go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, like, you got to work your way up, right? Like, yeah. you can't just get into the, the big name conventions mm-hmm. off the bat. Like, you got to put your grind in. But th- that being said, there's still, like, a lot of great artists who do, like, 
the general like um no like villain arts conventions not saying like villain arts is a bad convention they got mm. tons of great artists at villain arts conventions Troy's you know doing his thing but yeah a lot of trophies in your city I mean yeah I mean you got, got a couple man. I got yeah, a couple just a couple, <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's definitely uh a difference once you go to those those big name conventions but so basically like y'all said a convention is just like a ton of tattoo artists from all over getting together and working in usually a convention center, a hotel, or something like that. Mm. And um, you, as a client, can come and get tattooed by... It's basically like yeah, having your choice. Yeah, I did explain to a, a couple of clients yeah. where I told them, uh, if you was looking at this tattoo artist in California and they just so happen to... Uh, sometimes the artists would be like, I don't have no clientele in Atlanta. And they'd be like, oh, shoot. Uh, they could probably be in their DMs and the comments, oh, let me know when you ever make it to Atlanta. Sometimes you can put in an artist's head, oh, shoot, I have some clientele in Atlanta. So... I do have a convention coming up probably next year in a couple of months. I can come down there, set an appointment, and the client and the artist have a win-win. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's basically just like a big gathering. It's social networking, client building thing, learning experience. It's, it's so many things in one. So, again, that's why it's it can be such a humbling experience because how often as a tattoo artist are you going to be in a room with your peers and some of the best people in your you know it's in your industry right not often so, right so some some people probably like even the tattoo artists who actually what they do they like they travel a lot to conventions like they actually have like a like a touring roster yeah. list mm-hmm. they be tired as shit but yeah yeah they definitely say they have a huge clientele once they reach home base mm-hmm. and then they can travel and just guest spot that's another right. thing that's a plus for going to a tattoo convention you can guest spot because yeah. you're actually meeting an artist that might be in a certain state oh, yeah. that you want to we'll, go to. We'll get into that. We could definitely talk more about how you can set those up in mm-hmm. the future. Um, but, yeah, so basically, like I said, the main first benefit is go to these conventions, not not for all of those other things we discussed, but just to get humble, man, just to light that fire under you. Because if you go to a tattoo convention and, and you don't come back ready to tear shit up and take your, your work to the next level, then you just you, – you either, like, not paying attention – or you just didn't really even go to the right convention. I don't know. You go to the right convention. Some people just, some people just I mean, there's some artists out there just go to hang out. Like, but yeah. even then, like if I'm hanging out around some dope artists, I'm all right. You learning something, right? Like, all right, let's let's talk about I'm this. Just new, talking about the let's talk about this New York colors. convention then. So I'm gonna tell y'all a little story time, right? Me, story time. Me, Tez, and Julius, we attended uh, the New York Empire State. Tattoo convention back in what 2022? 2022, right? So if you don't know about this convention, just to give you a little backstory, this convention is is put on by like Ink Magazine and like I want to say like yeah, they also Mag- run the uh, Pasadena. Yeah, uh, so it's like big names, right? Like yeah. Nico Hurtado, Megan Massacre, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this convention is held in New York, Manhattan, New York, and it attracts tattoo artists from all over the world, like the best of the best. So you got people like Steve Butcher, Mashkow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some more European artists I can't pronounce. That's you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Booch. All no, artists, all like that that level, just just elite. So to get into this, you know, you gotta you know submit your 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 I guess application. That did you talk to any of them? Um, a couple well, of them. Yeah, yeah. And I so I'll get into to that. So basically, we you know we apply and we get accepted. So you know we're excited. Like all right, shit. Yeah, we we in there. Like. Like that's a bit. That was a big hurdle, anyway. Just yeah, getting they're, they're accepted into <laughs> your portfolio. Yeah. It's not, oh, I signed a paper. I, I give you my blueprint, and then right. I can just show up. They're like, nah. 
We got to see your work first. Yeah, because some conventions, they, like, let's be real, like, they kind of let anybody in, right? Mm -hmm. So this one is very selective. So it, it feels good to be able to work in a convention like that. And uh, so, you know, fast forward, we go to New York, Manhattan, in the big city. First day at the convention, we're getting set up. No, nah, I hate New York. <laughs> but, I mean, it was cool. It was a cool experience. That was my first time there. So, it's a big city, a lot of stuff to do. I couldn't live there. Honestly, I'm I'm a Atlanta dude, man, all the way. They did attack you when you had that food in you. Oh, yeah, right. Don't give homeless people food in New York because everybody you know will get your food after New that. York, I thought it was fake. The little fog coming out the... Uh Sewer. The sewer? <laughs> I thought that was just like some smoke machine on like movies and shit. Yeah. Nah, that shit real. Like that yeah. nah, like real the stuff you see in online and movies, it really happens in New York. Like if you haven't been, it's really it's really like that out there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they looked at your application. Yeah, so we uh, for, we're in there Friday getting our booth set up. So we go in, it's in this nice hotel. Very nice, like, setup. Well, you five-star, okay. Yeah, no, nah, it's five-star hotel, everything, right? Uh, we, I ain't gonna lie, them hostels we had was bougie. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We get in, we get our booth, man. Me and Tez, we excited, man. We know, man, they had our booth right in the front of the entrance. only one you, entrance. You could not. not oh, yeah, you did this. record yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we here. I'll I probably, I probably put a video on the podcast with you so I can see kind of how like the layout was. For the, for the commission. Yeah, so, you know, I'm thinking, like, man, they, they must have did their research, man. They, they put us in the front. <laughs> like, what's up? Okay. We doing our thing, Cheese man. Sticks. So, you know, we get set up, everything. Usually Friday after we get set up, it's slow, right? It hasn't really started yet. So, I'm walking around the floor. Me and Tess walk around the floor. And, you know, we, we notice, like, all these artists are dope. You don't find like one weak artist. Everybody is fire. And we you know we just walking and I'm starting to notice, right? Like, I don't see none of these big name artists like Steve Butcher, Mashka, all, all those kind of people. I'm like, where are they at? You know, and I start talking to an artist. Right, right. So like Bryce is saying, they they the main course. We was the appetizers. Artist had told me, ah oh, bro, it's the second floor. That's where they at. I was like, second floor? Yeah, can't What do you mean there. second floor? It's like <laughs> And sure enough, we get back to our booth. There's a damn escalator, like straight ahead I ain't got no from <laughs> yeah from where our booth was. So I'm thinking, man, oh man, we had a nice spot. Man, they don't give a damn about our spot. They going to the escalator, bro. So we <laughs> we get into the Ain't escalator. The on you. Right, we go up this escalator, get to the second floor. Sure enough, man, that's where it's going down at. The high rise. Yeah, man. You see the tattoo contest stage. You see all the sponsor artists like Cheyenne hey, Row right the third here. Floor too. Yeah, the third floor was definitely like that was a I would say third floor was like the second tier. First floor was like the third tier and second floor was like the first tier, right? Mm -hmm. So like all the elite artists, man, you got like you know what I'm saying, all the well, Cheyenne sponsors Empire, yeah, you what motherfuckers couldn't speak English, but they was killing it. Like mm -hmm. I was I pull up, I see Moscow, he's already like three hours in. It's like ten thirty AM. I'm like, God damn, like what's what's going on, bro? Mm -hmm. But he was killing it. Everybody was just like, Oh, this is the place to be. It was crowded. And at that point, I you know, see, I look at Tess, we were like, yeah, bro, we ain't shit, man. <laughs> so from that point on, I was like, that's my goal in the future. I want to be on that second floor of that convention mm -hmm. one day. So if you – and that's what brings back to this point of we we have to have that fire lit under us consistently. Like, we can't get complacent. So going to these conventions, it's a great reminder. Did you tattoo there? Yeah, I did a tattoo Friday um, mm. just to walk up. I didn't have no clients, mm, okay. and um, I spent the rest of the, the weekend just either exploring the city or just at the convention trying to learn, mm. watch. Um, but, but yeah, like, y'all got to have experiences like that as artists. Like, you can't just get caught up in being the big dog where you at. 
Being in New York at that convention, uh, did you see probably a popularity of trending tattoos that was different from how it is in Atlanta so or the South? Be, yeah, because of how that convention was mm. and the type of artists there, um, I wouldn't say more of like a trend because most of the people there was actually like getting up art pieces the shit yeah. that you see on instagram yeah. yeah but so it wasn't like the average it was a lot of pieces yeah, yeah, done for contests so, i would say so so that actually does that change a lot like you go to like i'm in the what three invited yeah so you went you went to go y'all two went to go yeah. to state so what type of like you say a similar yeah. experience right Same. right yeah yeah now that i think about it no nobody really got trendy stuff yeah, yeah. no it's like i mean the walk-up i did was like some anime stuff but yeah even then like 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 just saying like most people if they were working on clients they were doing something for like a contest really. Do you think uh, when you're invited invitation only uh, convention do you think it's more heavily appointment based? Oh, for but they sure. still allow the walk ins. Yeah, from yeah. an artist. You can have some walk ups for sure, but I would definitely say you want to. That's those type of conventions yeah. to me are for more for like showing out. It's like you want to show yeah. your skill, you want to do battle with the mm-hmm. best, mm-hmm. and and really just like. Show like, hey, I I can tattoo with the big dogs too. I need right? to sharpen yours, man. Yeah, bro. Like iron sharpening iron, right? Mm. So it, to me, that like, if you want to make money, that's more for those like open conventions, like you said, like mm. the the villain arts, the, um, the the ones that are, they're kind of more catered toward just just drawing in people, yeah, and, and yeah. just getting the like, local convention, right? So there's definitely, I mean, but even then, like, you can still find some amazing artists at those conventions mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So don't sleep on those either. Like do all of them because mm-hmm. they they all can. It's really based off location. Yeah. Right, right. So, but yeah. So, like humbling, tattoo adventures could definitely be humbling. Um, the second benefit I want to get into, and y'all tell me how y'all feel about this. I think y'all will agree, or at least I hope so. Tattoo conventions can be a great way to expand your clientele base and help you network with other artists. Yeah. How do y'all feel about that? Uh. I definitely say it can help you expand. Uh, like I said, tattoo conventions, you actually get to meet the person face to face versus you just doing a long text on how much you want to do whatever. But um, I definitely say that's an easy way to guest spot, easy way to uh, build your clientele in a certain region. And sometimes when you're at a convention, some of the customers just want to feel your vibe. So if you have a good vibe, they, they will remember you. They oh, they, they will. Oh. To bounce off that, it's been a couple times, well, a few times, we go to tattoo conventions. Uh, not necessarily the client will get a tattoo then, but just because you had a conversation with them and um, yep. they, they click with you, they'll get your information and they'll come to your city. Yep. Like, you might be in uh, California, but they're like, well, shit, I know I'm coming to Georgia yeah, in X, Y, or Z months. Right, right. I'm finna, you know, I'm going to hit you up because I remember talking to you at the convention. And it's all about engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so how many, like, how many how many clients do you feel like you've gained from doing conventions like like long term? Oh shoot, the one in uh, Alabama. Uh, what tattooed them two years ago? Uh, tattooed them beginning of this year. Right. And do you feel like you get to do different different styles and different things when you go to these conventions than you would normally do at home? I would say kind of like to pick up back on the last topic. It, it depends. Depends on which depends convention, on what convention I, you're at. Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, that. But most I, likely, I feel, they always wanted to see what's, what you uh, excel in. Yeah. yeah. But I would say, if you go into a convention, you better be adaptable. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Had that ink master mentality. Yeah, it, it definitely, it, until you build, build like, your name you and your brand. ink master contestant this week, too. I mean, sh- shout out to, to Aaron, man. They, they came through, you showed love at the shop. Huh? 
man. Just people show love, man. Okay. I like to show love back, man. So, you know. You know, you know, look something, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, I think tattoo conventions are a great way to, to build your, your clientele base. Um, cause not only, all right, let's, we can talk about it on a local level and a non local level. So, we, we're in Atlanta, right? And we do the Atlanta convention every year. Yeah. A lot of tattoo artists think it's, that are in Atlanta don't think it's worth doing an Atlanta convention. Because it ain't their city. Right, but I mean, it, it it should they should view it as it their city, be. right? So, how how do y'all feel like y'all clients have grown just in Atlanta from doing the convention every year? Oh shoot, I uh, met a lot of people. Some some people at the conventions who people who live in Atlanta don't even know where we located. Right, like uh, and, and they'll they be like, see us at the convention, well, right? we have a big sign of my own flyers right behind us saying Atlanta, Georgia, Chambly, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, my many, intro is basically, you know. hey, how, are you, like, as soon as a person woke up, I always, even when I was in California, I always used to say, hey, are you local or are you out of state? Mm-hmm. Some people say, I'm local. Some people say, I'm out of state. Well, I'm located in Atlanta. They'd be like, oh, shoot, I'm from North Carolina. I was like, oh, shoot. So, right, right. if you go back home, that's yeah. where I'm located. You, you never, you'd be surprised, like, just, um, like I said, doing conventions in your city can build your clientele just because a lot of people go to these conventions, they don't. They never heard of you. I've never seen you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But then they see you in person, see your work. They may not get enough to dinner, right? But don't yeah. they come later? So with conventions, do you feel like it's a benefit to actually participate in the competitions? Yeah. And what, what benefits can you get from that? Uh, you pretty much has the artist has to do the research on that one, man. Cause I mean, like I said, Pasadena threw me off guard. I was like, oh shoot, this I is mean, more of like I feel like honestly. Wise. All right, so we can go into well, a little. Saying, like, what would you get out of the competition? What, so the there's, you doing? there's a lot to get out of that. Um, oh, shoot, see? I, I honestly, let's let's dive into that deeper in a little bit. But let's let's um let's talk a little bit more about the network aspect. So we talked about how doing tattoo conventions expand your client base, but let's talk about like networking, and then let's talk about the tattoo contest because that's another great point. So when you do these tattoo conventions, it's also a great networking opportunity for tattoo artists because you're in a room with hundreds of other artists, right? So how how have tattoo conventions helped you guys network, whether it's like just being able to, to meet an artist you looked up to or setting up potential guest spots or whatever, you know? Just tell me how it's Yeah, I experienced uh, a lot of artists at conventions uh, that was already going to be a guest spot in that week. So they right. just killed two birds with one stone. Like, mm-hmm. they was already going to a certain state to tattoo it. And then they say, Oh, it's already a convention happening. Now you get to see me in public outside mm-hmm. the shop. And then also you go into the local shop as soon as the convention is done. And do you feel like you made like connections with other artists to where you could possibly do guest spots in the future at their yeah, shop? If yeah. they're not a dickhead. No, for sure. Like, so what about you, Tess? What, what do you feel like networking wise has done with you? Um, for you? Networking, uh, especially like first starting, it helps you break out of your shell, especially if you are a nervous person. Yeah, I know I can be sometimes. Okay, Where? so that's that's a good point. So how if you if you're nervous and you're very like introverted, right? Which a lot of tattoo artists are. Like, how can you? What are some ways you can kind of beat that to to meet other artists and get out of your shell? Um, honestly, it's more of just realizing that you're not the only person in the room nervous. Right. Uh, that nine times out of ten, the other person nervous too. Exactly. So it, yep. That's the initial start of your awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, how you doing? Oh, that fake, know, that fake I don't intro? know what to say after that. Uh, you like video games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nah. sometimes it starts from there. Or you just start talking about I mean, the style of tattooing. That, yeah, I just, honestly, I go 
I just walk up to artists in their booth. Usually Friday, I'm setting up. Talk about their machine. Oh, you use that machine? Oh, yeah, you know, I really That's like a it. great way to, to, yeah. to start a combo. You got to use a machine to tattoo. Or just compliment the artists on their work. Like, hey, man, you got some dope work. Like, what's your, what's your Instagram? I'll give you a follow. Mm-hmm. And then usually they'll follow you back after that. And then from there, you just go start the combo shoot. naturally. Oh, uh, shoot. I was networking really good uh, at a convention where not gonna, the stencil machine wasn't working, so and the printer <laughs> wasn't working. We bought our own, and a lot of people came up to our booth. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's we, another <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I have the tools that the artists bring. That's, that's another thing about tattoo conventions. Don't trust they print. Networking, right? So networking at these tattoo conventions can be a, a major benefit. You can set up potential guest spots. You can set up even getting into future conventions, you know, like those exclusive, like, invite-only conventions. I've been able to get into some of those just by – working these other conventions and, and making friends with artists who run these other conventions, right? So it's it's always a great way to to um to network. So basically just just do it. Just get out your comfort zone. Go talk to these artists. It's it's not the end of the world. Like, okay, if they they're not talkative or not friendly, it's all right. It's all right, just move on. Move on to the next <laughs> Yeah. It's not the end of the world, I promise. It's so. going to happen, so you just yeah. might as well just get used to that. Yeah. My, my rule of thumb is when I go to tattoo conventions, if I could just get cool with one person, because some people have a go like, oh, I need to network with 10, 20 people. It's like, nah, if you get that one good connection, that could take you a long yeah. way, honestly. Yeah. So no. man, my goal is always just like, all right, if I find that I'll one person five. we can vibe yeah, with, for me. good. Like for us, like in, like uh, with Cody Gower, right? Yeah. Like he's he's been a great friend. Like I, I met him working tattoo conventions and – just being friends with him and and networking with him, he's gotten me in in you know conversations and to meet a ton of yeah, other he do, great uh, artists. Introduce you to every yeah. artist. Like so sometimes if you walk around, you be like, oh, I want to introduce you to this guy. Like, yeah, oh, so it's, it's it's some great artists out there who are really friendly and really you know just want to help each other out. So yeah, just yeah. you just gotta put yourself out there. That's all. And uh, so let's get back to what you were talking about though, Tez, about those tattoo contests, right? So that that'll lead me to another benefit, right? This benefit is, is tattoo conventions are a great way to build your brand reputation as an artist. And you can do that by doing these tattoo contests. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, before we even talk about tattoo contests, kind of explain to the people who don't understand tattoo contests. What how, like what are tattoo contests at conventions and how do they work? Uh, so, pretty much the con- uh, tattoo contests are um, for those who enter is basically who does the best in that specific style. So each there's a multiple can, categories you would yeah. say? Okay. Yeah, so you got like uh, best traditional, best Japanese traditional, you got new school categories, and it all depends on like what uh, convention you go to because all of them have different categories. Yeah. Some, some may have like a short category list. And like Villain Arts, you might have a super long category right, list. Right, right. And uh, it's usually what, like first through third for, for yeah. most? Usually so, first to third. And then um, with the categories, most categories, you can enter heel pieces, right? Yes. Except for, for Tattoo of the Day, which has to be done at the convention. That's why it's Tattoo of the Day. But a lot of these other contests, you don't even have to do them at the convention. You could just do them at the shop mm-hmm. and then have your client come and enter them in the contest, and then you still win awards, right? How do you feel about choosing a client to uh, use for a tattoo convention? Uh. I mean, we kind of talked about that that first episode. Like, I like to find clients who are willing to give us the artistic freedom to to, mm-hmm. to create a design that's going to mm-hmm. wow the judges. Because to win these contests, you you have to show What's a lot of things. What's your biggest point 
when you put your tattoos in a, a competition? Is it more of a wow? Is it more the technique? Um, both. Like both. Definitely. Like you have to have fundamentals. Like that's the most important thing. Like mm-hmm. you have to have clean lines. You have to have good composition. You have to have um, readability, contrast. Mm-hmm. It has to hold up for, for longevity, right? Good right. saturation. Yeah. Good saturation. If it's black and gray, smooth shading. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have those fundamental skills. But then also, I want to do a design that's going to not – if you do a common design that's always kind of seen – Even done correctly. Yeah, even if you do it perfect, it may not have that same wow factor just because, like, all right, if you do, like, a line, right – you all might right. do amazing line tattoos. Thousand but lines out there. Yeah, like it's it's these judges are Crown usually yeah they they either tattoo artists themselves or people who in the tattoo industry for years. So mm. you know they've seen a lot of this stuff over and over. So they they always get impressed by things they haven't seen before. So right usually if it's, I like to have a client who's gonna let me like just do something like if it's an anime piece I want to have like uh you know a, a design that has like a real like not just just the face but something like just doing something crazy maybe a crazy background or something this black and gray realism you know i want to find ways to fit other elements maybe fit some line work in there fit mm-hmm. some kind of nice negative space some a crazy background um if it's ma- a mandala work then i want to show clean lines and, and good readability stuff like that yeah how would you explain to a client that gives you an idea that think is good for a competition but you actually have to tell them hey this design is basic as shit I mean, I mean, sometimes you just gotta be straight up, like it's just like that. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, hey, like said, we can basic. we can do this tattoo. Yeah, but it's not really gonna. It doesn't have a great chance to win anything. Yeah. This is just gonna just be a tattoo you for like you. It. Yeah, just because yeah. you like it don't mean it's competition work. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have to talk to your clients. Like if if you got clients who you have in mind that are down to enter these contests for you, then you gotta have to talk to them and and tell them, hey, like we gotta do some some crazy stuff. So mm-hmm. you, you can't just get what you want like if you want what you want then we just do it here yeah we just do it here it doesn't have to be for a contest but if you mm-hmm. want to specifically try to win awards you gotta trust me as an artist to like hey we gotta go hard with this so it's basically like the clientele is like okay I get what your mindset is to mm-hmm. the average person but mm-hmm. this is where this is at when we do no, this exactly, yeah, you gotta set a different standard for these contests like a lot of people kind of get twisted like alright if you haven't done tattoo contests mm-hmm. before it's different from like when you post something on IG and you get like a whole bunch yeah. of like um, engagement and likes. Like, yeah, your clients are gonna be like, yeah, that's fire, that's fire, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But at these tattoo contests, like, a like lot, the NFL, it's, yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's a different league. Like, you you basically think like you're in the college level mm-hmm. and you go to these contests, you're in the pros. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the best of the best. Like, and then you're gonna see some big dogs in there who got some some crazy stuff, especially MVP. if they got heel work. Now, yeah. I, I do know that there's a lot of artists out there that think um, doing the competition is not really worth it. From your perspective, what, what would you say would be the benefit of like actually winning the award, even if okay. you place third? So, all right, let's, that's a good point. To, let's be real. Like, a tattoo award doesn't determine how good you are as a tattoo artist. Right. Let's, let's get correct. that out there. Like, So don't, don't get it twisted. Just because, you know, someone's won a lot of awards doesn't mean that they're a better artists. They're different the tiers. They're, they're yeah. just the best artists in that competition that the people yeah, feel. For that day. Day. Yeah, with yeah. that day, with those judges, like there's so mm-hmm. many factors, right? So don't don't let it discourage you. Like if you lose these contests, and you're gonna lose a lot. Trust me. Like I I might have like I don't know. Like let's say I got like twenty thirty awards, right? 
I probably got like a hundred losses. <laughs> you know, so I'm not. I don't have a winning record right now, bro. So it's, it's like I'm way under five hundred. <laughs> so it's, it's like, but you don't you don't see that on, on, on Instagram. They only show you the wins on Instagram. So people get so like these artists get so caught up. Like, oh, he won another war. You know, another war. Another war. Right. You you don't know how many contests I done lost to get that one award. <laughs> so just don't get discouraged when you lose. You got to keep trying. It's a numbers game. And, and the, really, you learn out uh, if you do lose, you learn what you need to fix. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's another great point. Like when you lose, go look at what won and see what their tattoos look like. See what the line works. See what the saturation. See what the shading looks like. See what the composition right. is. Shoot, I done put some art in the competition. I already saw. I lost. I said, oh yeah. Hey, nah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, said, I, I didn't even see yeah. this guy. Where oh, you yeah. come from? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm hot shit. And then you see that, like, three pieces of the, oh, yeah, I lost. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> you know, we size up the competition all the time. The people, let's say it's five pieces better than yours, you'll think the first one would make it. And you'll be like, oh, that didn't make it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's, it's a lot of times where I thought I had something in the bag looking at the competition and then with nothing. And then there's times where I'm like, I look at that competition like, I don't know. And then still pulled away with something. So, mm-hmm. but then. You know, it's, and it's everything in between. I want? Right. Oh. right. <laughs> but to answer that question you, you had earlier, where it's like artists who feel like tattoo contests don't mean anything. Like, yeah, in, a, as far in the as grand terms, scheme of things, yeah, in, don't. in the grand scheme of things, it don't. But it does mean something to clients. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing. Like like I said, it, it can help build your reputation. You'll be surprised how much they'll brag about you. Yeah, it's like you, clients act. feel good, right? When, mm-hmm. when you go into artists who won some awards with their tattoos, it gives them that reassurance. It gives them faith in you. So now your client has more faith in you to give you more leeway with creative freedom and making their design as opposed to, like, if you don't have any awards at all, right? And it's a confidence boost for your clients because right. now you know, I'm walking around with this award-winning tattoo. You got yours in the basement. like Right. Yeah, <laughs> they get on the high horse. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it, it's a major boost for clients, and it also can help you in the long term, increase your pricing as an artist too, because like when you when you win more awards, it's it's easier for you to stand on your pricing, right? It's like it's like clients won't budge as much because they realize, man, this guy's won a lot of awards. He knows what he's talking about. Like I'm gonna trust him or her. So oh, I, I can just say one thing: when y'all been at uh, conventions, y'all actually been judges. So yeah, how does, no, from cool. y'all point of view, how does it feel to be a judge at conventions? <laughs> Man, it's sometimes it's hard. Yeah, them artists look at you like, yeah, nah, because you be like, oh damn, I really love this one. It's your boy. (laughs) Nah, yeah. So when I judged and um back at the Jacksonville Tattoo Convention some years years ago, um actually the guy who's working at the booth next to me entered a piece in there. (laughs) And and to be honest, like his piece wasn't like that great compared to the other ones. So of course he didn't win anything, but. When we got back, he's like, "Hey, bro, like, what? So, what was wrong with my piece? What do you think?" And that was kind of hard. I ain't gonna lie to you, because it's like, you don't want to tell him, like, "Hey, man, like, these other pieces kind of shitty on your piece." Bro. But it's like, at the same time, you gotta gotta be like, "All right, yeah, you could have did better, this and that." Yeah. So yeah. it's it's tough being a judge. Like, it, there's so many things, and then also it's like you gotta take like your bias out of it, right? Like we <coughs> all kind of have biases towards certain styles and stuff. Mm, yeah. So it's like we have to just judge it on just the fundamentals at least that's what i try to do yeah. of course let's be real some of these judges in these contests are going to be biased they they might oh, have yeah. friends i've seen who are entering the contest yet so like, i hate anime yeah yeah that's <laughs> like if they don't if you enter an anime piece and the judge is like ready. you know 
55 and never watched anime in his life. Like, he, he, how's he gonna like? He doesn't know this character. He doesn't know, you know, the like, the color scheme is supposed to be and this and that. Like, he's just gonna look at it. It's like, oh yeah, it's a clean tattoo, but it doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So, again, but that's why it's a numbers game, and you got to keep trying. Like, I've entered a piece in some contest and won nothing. And I entered that same exact piece in another contest and won first place. So, you you got to keep trying. Um, all right, good point. Like, Tez, you you've been tattooing how long, right? Um, uh, seven, seven, yeah, seven, seven years. years. So how, eight, something like that. How many years in did you win your first award? When did I get that award? Twenty twenty one. Oh shit, yeah. So so damn near six years. Six years, and then t- I mean, Bryson, you've been tattooing three, three years, and you still haven't won that first one, right? Mm-mm. And me. I've been tattooing 11 years. I didn't win my first award until 2016, so that was like five years in. I, I was four say, or five do years you think in. Some people don't go to tattoo conventions because they know it's a contest out there. I mean, yeah, some people are. I guess they don't like competitive being mm-hmm. in yeah. competitions. They, they don't. Somebody walk up, hey, you gonna put that in? Now they're like, oh shit. Yeah, and to people like that, I just tell like, look, man, like you kind of gotta get over. It. Like you're in an industry that is kind of built around. Competitiveness. Like we're, yeah, we're Matter competing fact, with each other. That, where, we that's, that's, that's what we whole, do for a living. That's the whole point of you trying to stand out or doing a different yeah. style. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we, you, you're trying to eliminate your competition. Right. And not, not even that. Like, we literally post our work on Instagram for people to judge us. And we, we're basically telling people, hey, look at my work. I'm better than this person. Come to me. You know, that's our our whole industry is based on competition. It's like, yeah. so we can say yeah. we don't like competition, but at the end of the day, it's part of what we do mm-hmm. so i feel like instead of running away from it we should just embrace it and you know don't be afraid of failure don't be afraid of losing it's gonna happen but it's gonna make you better you just you gotta you know learn from it don't just be salty and be like ah fuck it i'm not gonna enter a contest again because these judges are hating them, blah 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 mm-hmm. so which i've seen happen in a lot of conventions artists didn't win on a good piece and they're just like fuck it i'm done with conventions and done with contests i'm like yeah i shouldn't deter you man like you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. We all lose, but at the end of the day, how would you determine before you uh, yeah. sign up for a convention? Which is like, how how can you uh, look at the track records for convention? Um, or what do you mean by track? Uh, if it's a good convention or a bad convention? How um, many years it's been running? How yeah, many years that's been a good way. Um, looking at the artist list, like, well, I mean, just looking at the, the website first. Like, mm-hmm. if a convention has an actual good website and they actually put their artists on there, yeah, I like the that's track cool. record. Like, yeah, how, many, um, how many years? I like to see. Oh, and the advertisement of the yeah, conventions. how they advertise yeah, it. Yeah, so mm. some conventions don't. They trash it. Yeah, yeah. It's when it's like a new, a brand new convention. I'm usually kind of weary on it because usually, I'll be honest, most conventions in their first year don't do that well. Yeah. Uh, as far as bringing in um, people, so you kind of have to go into that knowing like, all right, I'm probably not gonna make a lot of money, but it might be good for just networking mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, I've done conventions where I literally like made nothing the whole weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, it sucked, but all right, one of those conventions, it was Fort Lauderdale. I'm not like trying to talk shit or nothing, but is I didn't it was dead. Like <laughs> and a lot of artists didn't do that much um work. But I got to watch uh Pooch tattoos, like mm-hmm. he's a um, great color realism artist. And since I was doing nothing and he was a cool guy, like he just let me sit there and watch him for a good like hour. Yeah. It's like a free seminar. And I learned a lot just from, from experiences like that. So mm-hmm. I try to take some positives even yeah, out yeah, of a, a negative to. situation. Yeah. yeah. So, again, you gotta walk away with something, right? Don't be afraid to to build 
up your reputation by entering these contests. Like it, it really can do a positive thing for your career, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, Especially if you're a specialist. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. Like, if you're a specialist, you could probably put it in a certain category that's catered to your style. Lettering, yeah. traditional, like you said. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, so like like Christian, um, he he is a lettering specialist. He works here at Golden Acre. He won't claim the East Coast though. Yeah, we we say he's the best letter artist. He's the on best lettering best. artist on the East Coast. Right. Tattoos dot He'll say matters, dot Christian. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow. <laughs> a lot of dots. My knees hurt. Don't come at me. But uh, but yeah. His knees are eight. So and he enters these these lettering contests and you know he'll win like two out of the three awards and you know, he should win all three honestly but you know we we waiting on that royal flush right that's <laughs> what I call it zone. first second but, and third uh, but it, again that gives clients reassurance like oh man like this guy specializes lettering and he wins awards in lettering that means he's really good at it like so again so we need to get him know, on the podcast yeah, yeah we trying we trying he <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you know, some artists a little shy, right? So you don't shy. get them out that shit. Yeah, Just talk about a Subaru. <laughs> yeah, right. So Star Wars. All right. So building your brand, building your reputation—that's a great benefit. And one more major benefit I like to hit on is that tattoo conventions are a great source of tattoo education. So, um, how do y'all feel? Like, do you understand what I mean by tattoo education? No, I also say I'm gonna need you to elaborate. <laughs> All right, so. When I say tattoo education, I mean you can learn a lot as a tattoo artist by attending these conventions just either by watching tattoo artists work Mm -hmm. or a lot of times these tattoo conventions have seminars being held at the convention and you can learn from those seminars. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. the the Nico one we took in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. Right. So how many times have y'all done conventions and you got to watch artists and just picked up a little trick or a little tip? Damn near every one I go to. Right, exactly. So, like, even even how you want to set up your booth, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's another thing. Like, yeah. how to set up your booth at a convention. Mm-hmm. You might do the the uh, iPad where your tattoos on the screen. Some yeah. people and do then, the oh, binder. I was gonna say, and then we, like New York, some mm-hmm. people brought their whole like canvas, like painting. Like they didn't yeah. even have like a portfolio. They was just like, I do art. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, real artists, real art shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how many? I guess I would say like this, like you you taking seminars at tattoo conventions, right? Right. Right. Do you feel like you would have been able to take those seminars if you didn't attend a convention? Oh, right. yes, but it's more convenient. Right. I right, get to yes. work, so because yeah. you get to not, make money when you, to when you're taking a seminar, yeah. you're, you're paying somebody, right? Like, to but and if then, you're taking a seminar, you, some some people take seminars like I'm gonna see what I can make today at this convention, mm-hmm. and if I do have the money, I'm actually go to the convention uh, to the seminar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and again, so that's a great like great way to to further your education. It's like you can go to these conventions, you can make money, you can use that money. Yeah, to better yourself. Money. And that's mm-hmm. not just for like veteran artists either. Like you can do that. Like if you're an apprentice, take the seminar. If, yeah, if you got the money. Right. You already starting from ground zero. Right, yeah. and then. All right, if you can't take a seminar. That's a, now, that is a good, uh, yeah. uh, people who want to get into tattooing need to go to a tattoo convention. You get yeah, a lot just of different like, you don't Like I said, you don't even have to work it. Just go and talk to these artists right. and watch and learn, ask their experiences. But again, like if you can't take a seminar, create your own seminar at these tattoo conventions. Yeah. Like, just go walk to, walk up to these booths, talk mm-hmm. to these, just introduce yourself nicely. Mm-hmm. Say you're a tattoo artist, you work in the convention, I'm a big fan of your work. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I watch you a little I'll bit? I'll definitely say that's a great start if you're trying to yeah. get into tattoo and tattoo it's, it's uh, like, convention. They're yeah. they going to say yes or no. All right. Yeah. If they say no, it's all right, cool. Like, all right, mm-hmm. your life ain't over. <laughs> you just move on. But See, most of the time. Look at that technique, though. All right. I'm right. 
most of the time they say yes though. Most of the time mm-hmm. they're really cool, and you just go. They might even let you back there. You can ask questions. I know if you can't, if you ever see me or any of us working at conventions, yeah. feel free to ask us. We don't care. Like, yeah. you come on in. We'll tell you whatever. So, and I've done that same. Like, I've been able to watch Bob Tyrell at a tattoo convention, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many artists were like afraid to talk to him. They yeah. were like, oh, I can't believe he let you back there. And it's like, man, I just went. This one, I watched him and then asked him, can I look? And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, come on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was that simple. So you don't know until you try, but. Mm-hmm. And when you do that though, it's it's like you're creating a free seminar. You can go there. You just have to everything. read the situation. Like mm-hmm. when you walk up to a tattoo artist booth. Uh, me personally, it's funny. I actually walk up to an artist when they're tattooing because when they're not tattooing, I don't want to talk to them. And they're looking at a person walking past their booth, yeah. and they're kind of giving me that. They have that look like, let me see if I can grab him. Yeah, I always to, walk up to a tattoo artist. They're while trying they're to get a walk up. Dip. Yeah. Like I would say, kind of let them do their thing because yeah. you know they're, yeah, they're more in a more relaxed state when they're actually tattooing. Yeah, exactly. they already got somebody in their chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, don't don't squander that opportunity. I can't tell you how much stuff I don't learn at tattoo conventions mm-hmm. just by whenever. And I like to say, if you don't know how to manage your time at a convention, me usually I say a great time to learn is either Fridays or Sundays because Fridays, you, if you don't have an appointment. Honestly, it's, it might be kind of dead. It's dead. It's yeah, because people are working. They don't get into convention till 8. So usually people who are working Five on Friday p.m. are just working on stuff for contests, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you don't got nothing, go walk around. Like, you're not losing no money if it's dead. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think of Fridays at conventions like the clientele scan day. Like, yeah. they're not, they not really getting tattoos, but they're trying to see who all is there mm-hmm. or what styles is there because it may align with what they want. Yeah. And then usually they come back like Saturday, like okay, I'm ready. How do you mm-hmm. promote yourself before the convention happens? Like social how far media? Out? Yeah, social media is a great way. Um, I would say, is, I mean, at least a month before, Maybe if month. not, if not more. Like so nowadays, you could do social media, Instagram advertisements, and you can choose the area. Like you could choose to to advertise in that local area of the convention. Yeah, and that's like hashtags way. and stuff. Or oh, not even that, like paying for your uh, advertising, like paying for post. your advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then boost okay. it in that area so people will see it. Mm-hmm. And sure, that's yeah, I've gotten appointments just been doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I've seen it. And to double down on that, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back uh, to it. Promote yeah, before we, you go there. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's it's about the promoting. Um, How do you oh. like to promote? The uh, far as the social media aspect, when you're at the tattoo convention, that's more content you can put for uh, your social media. Oh yeah, because that yeah. it shows people that you oh travel. you do get out, you, you yeah. move around, you you, you are Pe- busy. People like seeing their tattoo artists like at these conventions because it kind of also gives them reassurance like oh they're good enough to work these conventions like they they're pretty good you know or you know they're actual professional. So th- don't don't miss out. On, on these conventions just because you you know you, you're scared to be honest this <laughs> is like it's, it's like if we don't talk so many benefits and we haven't even covered all of them like honestly we can go on forever mm-hmm. but i feel like these are definitely like the major most important ones um do y'all feel like there's any like we we didn't cover that you would like to talk about oh no pretty much oh. how i said promote uh okay let's so let's talk about let's say artists listen to this episode and now they're interested in doing conventions but they kind of like don't know how, right? Okay. Like, what's a good way? Like, how do you get involved in these conventions from if you just you've never done one before? Uh, talk to an artist who's been to one, and then um. <laughs> okay, so well, let's say they're watching us, right? We've been to one, right? All right. So let's let's break it down to them. Like, the the first step would be what to to apply for yeah find to it, apply to, to find yeah, it. Yeah. So, so yeah, the best way I would say a beginner artist 
to get in their go first to your local one first. Yeah, go find if there's one in your city, do that one. Um, and honestly, Villain Arts is a great um, convention series, like great circuit entry level. Yeah, yeah great like, entry level. They, like, they very go broad. all over. They do great job advertising. They're gonna bring people in. Yeah, they've been here in every state. Right. And I've seen and, not even the clients that come to our booth, but different clients that goes to. I'm like, oh, you back again? Yeah. And they're like, very yeah. professional, too. Like, they, they, they're organized. They have their shit together. So, because mm -hmm. we've been to conventions where the organizer is, like, running around for chicken head with their head cut off, right? Mm -hmm. So, and to get in these Villain Arts conventions, just go to their website. It's like villainarts.com. Mm -hmm. um, go apply to whatever city you're trying to apply for. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do Read the guidelines. Yeah. The, the hardest part is you're going to have to get, you know, Certified, you got to get licensed yeah. in that city. So, yeah. Yeah. but you know, if you a license artist already, you should already have like your certifications, all that. Yeah, crap. I think most states moving towards that, um, that the statewide yeah. registration now, too. So, after you do that, you just pay for your booth. I mean, most booths are usually, I mean, nowadays they have gone up. Like, back when I first started, it used to be like 500 <laughs> for a single booth, now it's like a thousand. Mm -hmm. So inflation. Okay, yeah, that might sound like a lot to a new artist, right? But but if you're good in your local shop, you should already have the money to. I mean that. But take also, that investment. These booths can fit two artists. Yeah. yeah. So find another artist who's on the same wavelength as you and split mm -hmm. the the cost. Like yeah. mm -hmm. even like if y'all gotta share a hotel room, share the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Like find a way. Like I'll say, stick the conventions, or you could just drive to, mm -hmm. so you can save money. You don't have to do airfare. How would you uh, tell somebody? Don't look forward to break even in some time. Um, yeah, I mean, again, so not every convention is going to be a money maker. Mm -hmm. You got to accept that. Like, But you can still benefit from yeah. all the other ways we just you know talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll probably yeah. just say when it comes to that, like, just go into it thinking, hey, look, I'm going to spend this money. I'm not getting it back. Low-key a vacation, right. not right. really. Yeah, look at it like that. Mm -hmm. Like, And, you know, if you happen to make a lot of money that weekend— Shit, great. But if not, then, you know, it's not bad as long as you get out of your booth. You go network. Mm -hmm. You go learn. You know, if you got, if you can bring, like, another great tip is try to bring a client with you, like, that's got a lot of your work. Yeah. Good work, you know, yeah. that you could enter in these contests. And that's, mm -hmm. so then you could try to enter in a contest. You might win something, you know. So mm -hmm. I done done conventions where I didn't make, like, I know I did a New Orleans once years ago. It's the first year in New Orleans. So we knew it was going to be kind of dead. But um, I ended up making a great, networking connection i met cam there one of my good clients and friends who has a lot of my award-winning work and then also won an award off the one tattoo that i, I did do there mm -hmm. um so i and i would say it didn't make a lot of money but i came back with you know with a trophy yeah mm -hmm. and it, which ended up making more money in the and imagine time. if you didn't go right so again um that's an easy way to get started in these conventions building arts so it's a great way and then once you start building up your reputation you can start venturing out to these other conventions that, you know, might be a little bit harder to get into. You know, they're going to check your portfolio a little mm -hmm. bit more. And, you know, it's, but don't be afraid. Like, again, yeah. Yeah, all I can do is say no. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Yeah, matter of fact, take it you, as a uh, free critique. You mm -hmm. try to uh, go to a convention one time, and the person who hosted it just said, no, nah, you're not at that level. Right, right, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. what you do? Yeah, I kept trying. Like, yeah. it was, um, yeah, uh, the homie who runs the Space City Convention, man, like, I know when I first met him, it was at I was working the the original Atlanta tattoo convention by done by Tony, mm -hmm. and you know I kept asking him, "Hey, can I get your convention?" And you know he, that was like an invite only one. And he was like, "You know, you're good." I, Is that I'll your first you. one? Um, yeah, Space City was like my first invite okay. only one I got into. 
But it took me like two years. Like I kept, mm. you know, trying. I kept getting better. It took two years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. eventually he was like, you know, I see you putting in that work, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna give you a chance. And, and you won some awards, that didn't? Yeah, you? yeah. Mm-hmm. First year there, I won some awards. So, again, like, you got to keep trying. You got you're gonna take some L's, but keep on going. And I'll tell you, I promise you, eventually you you're gonna succeed if you keep trying. Like, mm-hmm. you, but if you you don't, you you're not gonna you can't. Um, Build off anything. Nobody's gonna look in the corner for hell. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so we we cover a, a great portion on tattoo conventions. Uh, I'm sure we didn't cover everything. So if I do have any more questions about tattoo conventions, feel free to just like DM us or um, swing by the shop if you're local. We'll love to help out even more. But before we end this episode, we want to do a little segment where I ask people to, to basically DM or email us questions. It could be tattoo related, or it can be not. It could be just even about the artist, or just life in general, whatever. Um, and then we're just gonna, you know, answer these questions to our best of our abilities, right? Um, I don't know if I should. I'm guessing for now, we'll leave the people anonymous. I don't know if they want to be mentioned on the podcast or not. Let let us know if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the future. What, what would you prefer? But uh, so this first question, this is a pretty good one too. It's, what's your opinion on taking care of your body while being in the industry for so long? Oh, that's the number one thing. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. No, nah, that's just general, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Why are you man, trying to be on your back so fast? <laughs> right. Man. Yeah. So, all right. So, how do these tattooers ruin their back? Like, oh, it's just the positions you got to be in for long. Some of them. I mean, so what? So what's the I'm, way I'm we gonna be that guy? How I've been we, a couple of conventions. How do we combat that then as, as tattoo artists? Work out. Yeah, they don't be looking like they work out sometimes. Yeah, yeah I'll be honest. Um, working out is very important as a tattoo artist yeah. and health in general. Yeah, you don't have to be like. A fitness nut. No, nah, you, nah. you, you gotta to, go get the six pack. All right, all right, but you should like practice like maybe you know three days a week, four days. If you know if not doing some maybe some Shout light cardio, some, some light you know like weight lifting, you just stretching all that kind of stuff because you know this this career is definitely rough on our bodies. It may not seem like it because we're just sitting down, but you know we're hunched Especially over, you our wrists, you know holding these machines, especially these coils. Neck, man, my neck is always hurting. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, it's fine, three fifteen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it depends <laughs> right. on like what I'm doing that day. It's like, fuck. See it, but it'd be like that for three days, <laughs> right? But what what has helped, at least um, kept me going and feeling good and decent is definitely working out consistently, um, and then getting massages. I think that helps. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure like going to a chiropractor will help too, but. I'm scared, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, like that man, should be scary. Go on ahead, go to Snap City. I man. know Emily. I think she goes goes to a chiropractor. She says it is is a godsend for her. But one of these days, I'm gonna try though. <laughs> Just no. I don't know when. We used to what? Used to get massages like what? Once a month? Yeah, yeah. Like we we actually got a massage. I prefer like, to be heavy handed like, on me. Right next to us. Out. But um, but yeah, it's just finding the time to do it, right? So definitely take time to take care of yourself. Self care time is real. Really? As a tattoo artist. Man, fuck that. I need play video games hour. for four hours. I need right. the whole hour, big dog. That thirty minutes to tease. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I can't That's do a, a thirty minute massage, man. Nah, at least an hour, an hour and a half, if you can. Um, all right, so let's go to this next question. This one's actually from a, a good client, a friend of mine. Uh, how do y'all go about pricing tattoos? And then it's a two part actually. Like, how do you go about pricing tattoos? And then what are tattoos that y'all refuse to do? Uh, so the tattoos that I refuse to do, uh, I just feel bad doing them. I don't do face tattoos. Uh, I don't do finger yeah. tattoos. Anything racist. Yeah, uh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it's going. Number yeah. one, anything racist. <laughs> yeah, racist tattoos. Um, uh, I don't do anything. I know I probably can't say the word, but anything very sexually explicit that looks forced. Vulgar. 
Uh, let's just say vulgar, vulgar sexual. I get act. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, let me say it like that. Um, I don't do those. Like, yeah, at all. Like that, the porn stuff, basically. All right. <laughs> so how do how do you guys yeah. get into your your pricing of tattoos? Like, um, you do like hourly ha- half day, day, full day. day. See, I, I would yeah. say like we're just all keep it simple. Yeah. Half day, full day. And to, to those that understand, um, basically, in the tattoo world. Most tattoo artists would consider like a half day, like at least like three hours of work, right? Mm. Maybe four. Three to four. Yeah. 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 And then full day would be like six to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? like a regular work shift. Right. Yeah. I feel much. like that works the best, honestly, for, for me and probably for us. Yeah. It's just because people like having a, a set price. They like to know a price beforehand. Because mm. when you tell them, like, oh, it's going to be 200 an hour, and they ask they're you how many hours, the they're like, oh, how long? I don't know. I'm a slow tattoo artist. Yeah. So. Like, oh, so everybody knows. Yeah, right. So. A lot of times, I might tell someone, it's going to be a full-day session. And I'm, for me, a full-day session is just six hours. But I know the tattoo might take me eight hours, but I don't really trip. I, I, Do you I, show uh, – and then when you tell a person how long that the, that the uh, art that they're showing you, how how much the price is, and when you tell them, oh, this is my full-day price, do you show them comparisons of photos to be like, hey, this um, is this is how long this took me. This is pretty much the same guideline. Well, in my – so in my pre-made email, I, I don't have photos of – of tattoos I've done okay. but I do give like examples like I tell people like okay, okay. usually yeah. I can get like an outer you know upper arm that would be one full day session yeah. uh, you know a half day might be like half that or like a portrait or something you know mm-hmm. so I kind of give examples like you know how many full day sessions a sleeve would take mm-hmm. um, a back piece mm-hmm. stuff like that and um, even when I do post tattoos on Instagram I used to, I like to try to like put how many hours it took so people yeah. kind of get an idea too from that um, but yeah, I, I do think like giving a set price, even though it's still kind of based hourly, but yeah. just giving it in a, a straight up format. Yeah. You can you take a bathroom, take, take a water break, a cigarette break. Exactly. They, yeah. they ain't got to calculate. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of clients tell me some artists take too many smoke breaks yeah. and yeah. then they get paid hourly. I've been yeah. told I take too many lunch breaks, but yeah. you know, I'm not hey, I, <laughs> I agree with your lunch break. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Next question. It's also from a good client. Uh, how much should you tip a tattoo artist? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I already had a price so, set, so, so I don't be expecting yeah, to so tip. Yeah. I, I think I, pretty much everybody in the shop here. We, we already got a, we already got like our set prices. Um, so it's more like you tip whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say I never I'm, look for it. I, yeah. I never look for the tip at all. Yeah, I would say pretty much us here. Like, of course, like not every artist would think like this, but I think for us. We like I said, we charge what we feel like we're worth. So yeah. um, I'm not expecting a tip on it. Like if you, I, if I you guys tip, it. I appreciate any tip. Like yeah, it, it I could be five dollars, two hundred dollars, fifty dollars, yeah. or whatever. Like Let me hold twenty dollars. Like, hey man, you got it, bro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I feel like artists shouldn't really expect tips. Like maybe in certain situations, like if you're doing like Friday yeah, the Thirteenth tattoo or something, then yeah, you probably should tip in that situation. Yeah. But, but this uh, is this is not like. A restaurant where you got to do yeah. the twenty five. Like, you yeah, know, we to. already dealing with iPads that say you want to leave a tip. Yeah. Man. Come yeah, on, man, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to grab tip, my stuff and go. Tip right. was okay for your pockets and you feel comfortable with. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's no pressure. I feel like if if a artist shames you for not tipping, then I don't know, they just asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fuck with them again. <laughs> uh, all right. Somebody don't tip that subway. This is a good one. It's from it's a, a sandwich. <laughs> so this question is from another tattoo artist. It's where does the crabs in the bucket mentality come from in our industry? How do we grow? Uh, some people don't want to be. Oh, I can't. Right, so, all right. Before we ask, explain what to people not who don't understand what is the crabs in the bucket mentality. Yeah, explain to me. Sure, I'm allergic to shellfish. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So basically, I, this this saying is is, is kind of like an old saying. It applies to a lot of things, but 
basically it means like people who are in like the same industry, same struggle, right? They they kind of don't like when one kind of yeah great. when one does good and starts to get out, they start to pull back. They they, they either hate or they don't support. You know they try to. Um, How do you think they would hate? Uh, in terms of our industry, um, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of tattoo artists right. just well, you yeah. Know. There's a, there's a lot of I mean they, it's secret jealousy envy um not you know if it, if they're a more experienced artist and they a younger artist might come and ask for advice they'll be like no nah, fuck it like I, I made it here you, I'm not gonna let you get here blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so um, gatekeeping yeah actually not nah, yeah she, her question is a two part is I mean, what's your take on gatekeeping certain right, things we'll, we'll, so we'll yeah get to but, that next. yeah all right so. So yeah, but basically, um, I think just the crabs in the bucket mentality comes from, from p- people's insecurities. Um, people, it might be part systematic too. You know, just people who that's like everyday life. Yeah, thing, it, it really goes bucket. past like tattooing. It's, yeah. that's, that's a deep ass. Yeah, trauma they didn't already yeah, had exactly. in the past. Yeah, they, they're not like, letting past trauma go. Jesus Christ, man. They they don't. You know, they feel like if someone if you else on me, I don't know about it. I'm sorry. They feel like it's like finite, right? It's like there's there can only be a certain amount of people who succeed, and if that person sees, it takes away a potential spot for me. So I don't want them to hey, see. Man, I don't live in your fantasy. But bro. in real, in reality, like no, we all can succeed. Like there, especially if you live in a big city, yeah, you shouldn't be. You know, hating on anybody because there's plenty of clients. There's plenty of people. It's more people than you can right. actually tattoo. You can't tattoo everybody, so just. Stop! You don't have to have everything. You know, you don't have to. Shoot, I tell my clients. I tell my clients this. Look, you ain't only got to get tattooed by me. Right. My biggest gripe is that's you, a big thing in the industry. Right? A lot of tattoo it, artists get jealous right? like, when, they, when their client goes. I'm a whole when it comes to business. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> hey, look, spread my name around. Fuck that. But yeah. um, no, like my biggest gripe is get tattoos from good artists. My biggest gripe: don't go to a shitty artist and then come back to me asking for a cover up. That, that, that's my yeah, biggest yeah, that's, like, If you're going to get tattooed by another artist, just make sure it's good. Like, yeah. don't, don't go to us and you get good work yeah, make, and then you make go Make me sweat to like, a little bit when you come back. Like, yeah, yeah that nigga was you, good uh, as shit. tattooed client yesterday. One of Roger's clients. Oh, yeah. She, she, like, we love, like, when when we can get a client who has work from, like, another, like, great yeah. artist. Yeah. We're like, all right, we got to go hard. Cause, yeah. Like, we got to match mm-hmm. this and go uh, do yeah. better, you know? Because so. you ain't finna go back to him and he talk about me. Right. But yeah, but nice yeah. so that I mean that that mentality, man, is trash. And to be honest, to to be able to grow, you just gotta separate yourself from it. Like mm-hmm. you gotta stay away from people. Do you think sometimes like you might that. have to leave a shop that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you in a, a toxic shop or a shop that where artists aren't trying to grow or they they're only trying to grow themselves and they don't really give a fuck about everybody else there, mm-hmm. then you you shouldn't be there. Honestly, like okay. like a, a good shop will want everybody to grow together because mm-hmm. like when you're strong as a team as a whole. Everybody's gonna eat more, mm-hmm. like, so it's it, a trickle effect. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. so to me, if you're in that situation, just just get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. if you can, I, I know it's it's hard. Right? Sometimes it can be like that at a convention. Crabs in the bucket. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta do what you got. If you can't get, if you can't switch shops yet, then at least like on your off days, go to other shops. Shops that are the you know the shops that you want to be at, mm-hmm. and and um just. Watch maybe guest spot, yeah, trying to get a guest spot. spot. Yeah, even you know what I'm saying. You, you're like, like, hey, why would I guess spot in the same city? But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, to get a, a new experience, to, yeah. to learn things, to mm-hmm. to network. You know, so, you'll be surprised. Your your shading, coloring, line technique can be off by yeah. like two seconds. And then even uh, unless you like professionalism factor. too. Like a lot of artists, you know, guest spot and 
they might do things a certain way, and we tell them like, no, nah, we we do things differently here, you know. So and, and true, it just, yeah, it just so kind of teaches you end up them. learning more about the business side of it too. Exactly, Going exactly. To different, um, different shops and whatnot. All right, so let's get to the second part of the question. What's your take on gatekeeping certain things in our industry? And you know, so like you know how certain tattoo artists when we say when we say gatekeeping, it's like they don't want to teach, they don't want to like share secrets, they don't want. Why to, you think is that? I mean, that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. Like, a lot of people are insecure. Like, mm. they're afraid of other artists taking their spot, right? Right. I don't want this young motherfucker that's been here for two years, and I've right. been 15, and now you better than me. Right. <laughs> like, it, it be yeah, like it's, it's, but to me, I always look at it like this. Like, I don't I don't fear any artist. Like, mm. not not in a way you talk a shit. It's more like I'm willing to share anything I know because, one, I got better by artists willing to share with me, right? Right. So I want to pay it for it. And two, then if, if, you, if, if the if, other person get better, you might learn from the person yeah. you just told. That and, and to be honest, if they got better, um, what you do? From learning from me, then that means I'm just like I just need to step yeah, up. Then it's like they do? they like, put in the work to get better. So yeah. congrats to them. But um, uh, so yeah, so now I, I think gatekeeping is stupid. Honestly, I, I mean I don't so, think I mean the only part of gatekeeping I I would say does. I would like to to keep, I guess, Ooh. was uh, the machines like, that like definitely like I feel like our artists should know how to use a coil machine, <laughs> like that shouldn't die in our industry because like y'all know like doing line outlines with coils is like, just way when better. When I took the Nico Furtado seminar, it was over sixty people. Only yeah. me and one other artist rose our hand for yeah, coils. So many new artists now don't use coils. But don't he did know say coil machines do pull the better line, right? So that kind of goes back to like I feel like apprenticeships definitely should be still a thing. Like I feel like. A lot of oh, we seen newer TikTok. people, yeah, they, they feel like apprenticeships are outdated or, you know, they're unfair and this and that. But Which it is. Then that's when the crabs in the bucket comes in. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah, it's hard to get an apprenticeship. But if you can get one, it's gonna, it, it'll help your career so much. But, of course, like, you might get a shitty mentor, right? Yeah. But even then, like, as long as they're teaching you the fundamentals or something, like, just take it and, and get your foot in the door in the career. And from there... Just, just learn from others, but, but um, definitely like, I feel like apprenticeships should be something that should still be gate gatekept. Like we should still run tattoo artists through that first. Like, mm-hmm. like I know a lot of artists are kind of foregoing that and just like learning. Trying to be self taught. Yeah, and like I, I don't get me wrong. Like I started self taught. Like I understand the struggle. Like, but I didn't get to where I'm at just you, by myself though. Do you think part of the gatekeeping for some uh, mentors is more of like uh, going through a bunch of bad batch of apprentices. Yeah, no, it's definitely like so. It's a double edged sword, right? Like, there's a lot of like shitty mentors out there, but then there's a lot of shitty like apprentices and people who want to like who think they deserve a spot in tattooing, and they burnt their mentor just by um you know either mm. just being lazy, uh, not working stuck in their way, stuck in their ways, or even like you know. Packing not up, leaving up, learn. yeah, not willing to learn, leaving the shop like, like before their apprenticeship's even done, you know, and going mm-hmm. like opening another shop or something because they feel like they're they're, they're better. Well, than I, I learned how to outline, so I'm a, I'm a bank yeah. off my skills off this. So it's it's tough. Like a lot of people just look at um, tattoo artists like, oh yeah, you know y'all assholes, y'all y'all want to run everything through uh, apprenticeships, and but then it's you know it's so hard to get in the industry, but it's a reason because like. This industry, the beauty of this industry is like it's ran by us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, gatekeeping is always going to be around, but I feel like we should just change how it happens, right? We, yeah. we should definitely like some of the old shit, like 
you know, the racist shit and sexist shit, all that. Yeah. That can go. Like, but as far as like keeping standards yeah. for for artists and like we should be at a certain level of mm. professionalism and skill level, mm. I definitely think that's like So with levels, what do you think about gatekeeping about going to certain of about opening other conventions or opening shops? Uh, I feel like that's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, <we> <laughs> Yeah, All I'll right. touch on it a little bit, but <laughs> okay. honestly, that's another podcast right there. Yeah, but honestly, like with I'm that, like keeper. we we can't like we we know how to we can't stop people from opening shops. Like to me, yeah. like I don't I don't feel threatened by other shops. It's just because at the end of the day, it comes down to us. Like we have to do what we're supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. right. So as long as we're on our game, doing what we, we need to do, another shop shouldn't affect us. Mm-hmm. So um, like over the years, we was like one of only two shops in this area. Now we don't see so many shops open down You're the about street. Five, about five or six. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it, we're still eating. Everybody and what's crazy, we show them love. Side, like, if we can't get them down. in, we tell yeah. them to go over there. Right, yeah. We, yeah, we like, hey, go, we can't fit you in. Go over this shop. Yeah, it's so, 10 minutes away. Exactly. So, nah, I, I don't feel like, you know, if you if you butt hurt because someone opened a shop by you, then, nah, nah, just get over it, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's 2023. It's, it's not like the 90s anymore. We we got to move on. <laughs> okay. All right, and then, um, all right, we can do a couple more, so. This one is from another tattoo artist, like how to get guest spots with a small following. So I feel like we kind of covered this in this mm-hmm. podcast, right? Uh, first things first, uh, show us your portfolio, man, or show us your page, man. Yeah, um, just talk yeah, it ain't just about to how many followers you get. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, quality it's, it's, it's the quality of work yeah. that you put in. Yeah, you do good work. You're professional and you just network. Like mm-hmm. go to like, definitely right, be professional. That's why we just talked about tattoo conventions, right? Go to these conventions, even if you're not working at the convention, just go and talk to the artists there and be like, hey, like, could I guess by in the future? Blah blah blah. And then you know, you, and to talk they about might the say, recent yeah. episode. Shitty artists got a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah. There's some good artists have. See, so yeah, don't worry about many. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so don't even look. Don't even look at like, the followers. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really about the quality of work that yeah. you put out. You just got to get out there and, and talk to to other artists, other shops, and um, just put you know. Just ask, you know, you might yeah. you go, you're gonna get rejected sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, eventually you'll find someone that's and, and trust me, if you get good, they'll be like, Hey man, and, and you might have a head like, Oh, now you want right. to talk to me now. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, one last question, and uh, this is a pretty interesting one. Then, so what's our opinion on the style of blacking out your body with ink? So, they're talking about blackout, like, yeah, blackout tattoos. What's it is what it is. <clears throat> that's how I feel. I feel like it's a trend, I mean, it, it is what it is, yeah. just like. Cyber sigilism? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like it's gonna, it, got, it got its time. It's going to pass. Tribal? Then Tribal? it's going to be like a niche thing. Yeah. I mean, it's still I mean, a niche now. I don't have no problem with it, honestly. Like, I know a lot of people who aren't artists probably look at it as like, it's dumb. Like, why the hell would you just, like, black out your entire arm? Okay. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, yeah, it's like a lot of times people do that <laughs> because going, it's like a last resort. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. A lot of times you do it as a last resort for cover up. Like they don't want to do laser. You can't really cover up with a, a regular design. And they might just like the look of like the high contrast. They don't lie, sometimes I, that, all that solid black. It does like, look yeah. damn near that. Yeah. I'm blacking this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can do some cool stuff with blackouts too. You can like tweak it into like some geometric yeah, designs yeah. or put a design on top of it with. With color ink. Or oh something. yeah, that's a new thing I've been seeing. Yeah. A lot of artists do like the, over the blackouts, like yeah. putting full colored stuff. Over nah, it. and some of it, it was pretty decent. So like, it's, to me, yeah, like I said, it's just another style, another um thing. Like the only thing I think is stupid is probably that uh, what was it that that pro- what was it the brutal black project? Yeah, we saw on YouTube. Oh, like you the European the, guys. They yeah, just yeah it was just like a a pain Man. thing, you know. It it's was a like, culture thing. Yeah, yeah, you, if like, you got hey, time, go on YouTube, search up brutal black project. And yeah, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. that that's a certain <laughs> niche crowd. Yeah, 
a very small percentage of people who actually sign up for that because you gotta yeah. sign up for it basically. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, it's intense, but nah, oh, other than that, nah, I got no issues with it. Shoot, I mean, you you do armband shit that too. Yeah, right. Tribal. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's true. Well, shoot. Um, yes, yeah, that's, that's a good amount of questions, honestly. Uh, so I think we we covered a lot of good stuff this episode, and. Again, if you listen through this whole podcast, we appreciate y'all. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. Hit the like button. Sound and like a YouTuber, man. Yeah, man. You, you know, try to get my YouTube. You got a YouTube like, channel? Like, like, share, and follow, yeah. man. Yeah, the like, YouTube channel, man. man. Go to Anchor TV. There we go. So, yeah, y'all go ahead, subscribe to us, and hit you know, that share with bill. other tattoo artists <laughs> and all that good stuff. We'll see y'all next well, you episode. You want to hit that? You know, this 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 uh, channel is sponsored by. Oh, we got sponsors. I mean. Right.